Hey, everybody, welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. The dulcet tones you're hearing are coming out of the mouth of Misty Stinnett, and the deafening silence across the ether is coming from Lisa Linky. Now, if this is your first time joining the podcast and you came here for a full self-help book review, we say, mm-mm, no, no, so sorry, bye-bye. This is The Weekly Beef. It's our second episode of the week. No, it's not. It's the first episode of the week. Well, it depends on when your week starts. It depends when your week starts. This episode comes out on a Tuesday. And instead, Tuesday, and instead of a full book review, this is the time for us to play a little bit in the world of self-help for anything and everything that's not a book review. We do supplemental material. It's the lab to our lecture, as Lisa likes to say. Wow, that was a very Midwestern accent you put on that. (laughs) Lab to our lecture. Uh, This is the time to explore all the nooks and crannies of the self-help world. So we might share an article. We might have a thought-provoking question. We might have a guest. We might uh, read mea culpas from Hollywood's elite. You never know. Who can know? Who can know? But the point is that in a brief few minutes, hopefully, we are expanding your horizons. We're giving you some new perspective to think about. We're making you feel better about the world, giving you another tool, or just being like, listen, we relate to the struggles you are going through because we're all in it. It is also August 3rd. We are timestamping the episodes because by the time this mini-sode comes out, the world could look Very, very different. So welcome to your comedic corner of the self-help world as we traverse the peaks and the valleys and the... What is happening? (laughs) Trails and the forests and the streams. Come with us. I'm suddenly in a meditation app and I'm here for it. Thank you. Lisa, you had homework from our last book. Oh, we, we also check in on homework and we cuss because it's how we speak. And self-help is hardcore. That's right. Um, you covered The Obstacles the Way by Ryan Holiday. And I am uh, bringing to you my homework that you assigned me of thinking about an obstacle that um, I ended up making work for me or ended up working for me, however you want to view that. Um, and I thought about this time. <laughs> I went to this retreat. It was a leadership retreat. It was the summer between my high school and Uh, senior year and college freshman year. And typically this uh, organization called Leadership just works with college age students. But for one year, they uh, dabbled with graduating high school seniors to catch them on their way into college. And it was an organization that was formed out of the fraternity Alpha Tau Omega, but then became its own 501c3 operation. And it really is just trying to build better leaders at college campuses. They do work with um, organizations, but predominantly they focus on creating leaders between, you know, 18 and say 25 or 26 or 30, Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, now we have later age students. Okay. Anyway, there's this big exercise that they do, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who does it, but it's all about power. And I I was one of, I would say it was 90% male 
And I was in the high group after this first round, like the high group with all the power and the facilitators, there's probably like out of 70, I would say 70 people, the facilitators let the high group know that they get to make all the rules for the whole group. Oh, moving forward. And it sounds it sounds like how America was founded. <laughs> you're, you've, well, as a person who's beyond the ages of 18 to 30, you have really um, understood at the core what this is designed to teach in a very interesting way. <laughs> um, I mean, because if you are attending college, you're already uh, at a level of privilege. Right. Um, so as a joke, one of the gentlemen in the group said, why don't we kick the girls out? And there were two of us in the high group. And another guy said, yeah, that's the rule. And <gasps> so we, I looked what? at our facilitator and she was like, yeah, um, that's the rule. So we stood up and we had nowhere to go. And that is a big trigger for me feeling like excluded. And there's like 70 pairs of eyes staring at me oh and I'm just standing there. And finally God. one of the black women in the, in the group, <laughs> in another group, it happened to be the bottom group was like, come sit with us. And I felt so included and so thankful. Um, but I was, it was the first time in my life that I had been discriminated against because of my gender. I was very fortunate to be raised in a house where both of my parents didn't treat me differently because of my sex and, oh my um, and my gender presentation. And so uh, it really affected me. Like when we had, we had this large group exercise and then we had our small, what were called family clusters. And some of the men in my family cluster were in that lead group. And fortunately I had an incredible <sighs> facilitator by the name of Jean Elder. She was brilliant. Most of the facilitators come from uh, higher academia, but she right. made them process that with me. And she was really recognizing that this was important for me. Um, that this was like the first time this had happened to me and that this would probably shape the rest of my life. And she, she did it in such a deft way and that she didn't explain it away and she didn't say that it was okay. And she just kind of let me sit with that feeling, which was the first time that that had ever really happened uh. for me. And she made them apologize and made them look at me like while I was crying and was upset, you know, and like, uh, it was very formative for me. It definitely made me a feminist. <laughs> I can't <laughs> um, imagine it, any other outcome. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me very, um, very thoughtful about being inclusive in large group settings. Mm. Uh, that doesn't mean that I, you know, that I'm like, I invite everybody that I can't stand. That, does, that doesn't mean that. But I definitely don't want people to feel excluded in in group in large group settings. So that is that that was a formative event. So I would say that was an obstacle that I had never faced. Um, yeah. But it didn't really all of that work. Did I mean, I wasn't able at that time at 18 to be able to do that kind of work. Right. So, right. I would say that looking back now, I can see, but in the moment, there was no way that I could do that. So to frame it in the way that Ryan Holiday was suggesting, like, it sounds like you're saying, and please jump in. It sounds like you're saying that this obstacle of feeling so excluded, the sheer deep unfairness of it all, then ignited your feminist fire and made you super inclusive of any group setting. Yeah, I mean, I would say it took a couple of decades for that to like definitely sit yep. in and be the person that I am. So 
I think that's another reason why I have trouble with self-help books is that it's it sells the premise that read this book and you will fix this thing. When in reality, a lot of these overarching lifetime principles and behaviors take a lifetime to achieve, you know, take decades to really kind of achieve. I don't discredit them for wanting to impart that knowledge, but the, you know, whole, the whole premise of self-help is buy this book and you will do. Mm. So, but that is something that, that's the first thing that, that came to my mind. I mean, I'm a, an incredibly privileged person. So the number of obstacles that I face are limited in terms of just kind of day-to-day things. But that one was something that really made me feel other. Um, mm-hmm. And that was an important, that was an important event for me in the formulation of who I am. I mean, I am completely stunned by what a microcosm that truly is for like history across the board. I'll stick to American history in this example, but literally, oh, look, there's all sorts of people creating this new power structure. And then the second people are in power, they're like, let's kick the girls out and let's make sure, you know, the people of color on the bottom and let's make all the rules to make sure that we stay in power. And I'm just, I'm just stunned how easily and quickly that repeated itself in that, (laughs) that exercise. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, I think it's because of the culture, because, you know, and even in a joking way, like these young men had no idea what to do with power when they were given it and were unaware that they had been given power simply for being born in the country they were born, being the color that they were born um, mm-hmm. you know, being born white, their whiteness, um, mm-hmm. their privilege, their financial privilege, their educational privilege, et cetera. So, you know, yeah, it's super, it was super formative for me. I can see. It's funny. I feel like I know you better after hearing that story. And I feel like I know you pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, I just want to give you a hug. I love you. Thanks, man. I miss hugs. I do too. Okay. Lisa, are you ready for the most annoying je provoke in the world? I mean, probably not. <laughs> probably. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Um, never make your friends do things they don't want to do. That's the lesson. Thank bye. Thank you. This is going off of the last book we read all about how struggle benefits us and obstacles are the way. And as we just heard from your story, how they can help us improve and make us better leaders or friends or people, et cetera. So here is a thought provoking question to you. Given the choice, would you erase your struggles? No, not at all. That was so fast. Not at no, all. I, because I know, I mean, especially because imagine who I would have been, who I, who I could have become if I stayed in that top group of that exercise, that, that game, mm. um, and didn't experience sexism, how much longer it would have taken me to learn that lesson. Like, No, I would never say that. I also acknowledge that I have significantly fewer than many people. I'm a citizen. I'm born white, cisgender. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I, I, (laughs) I am heterosexual. Like I am granted many freedoms and privileges that so many people aren't. So in that, I can't imagine giving up this, the, the few struggles that I do have because I feel like they make me such a more, you know, compassionate person. Sure. What about you? Um, yeah, I would say there are some struggles I would like to erase. I would like, mm-hmm. if I could have prevented my dad from dying suddenly, I absolutely mm-hmm. would have. Do I think it has fundamentally changed me as a person? Yes, I do. 
you know, I'm sure it's brought out all sorts of levels of compassion. I'm sure it's a major reason this podcast exists. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there are certain struggles I would, I would erase. So I'm, you know, because I think there's like, at some point it's like, oh, cool. I feel like I'm compassionate enough or (laughs) (laughs) I've evolved enough to be cool for now. You know, I mean, I always want to grow and and change and improve, but there are some tragedies where I'm like, wow, I really, did I really have to be forged in a fire of 10,000 degrees? Is it not enough to be forged in a fire of 400 degrees? (laughs) Like, did it have to be that hot? Well, who would you be without this podcast? I guess a deluded version of this. I'd, I'd be the, the annoying. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. No, because I was reading one million self-help books before and just calling people up and being like, will you read this book so we can talk about it? And instead, I just like cornered you into doing this with me relentlessly forever. I mean, you, act, you act as if like I am unwilling in this endeavor. And I love this endeavor. I and love I it. I know, but I feel like I tricked a friend into talking about self-help with me for hundreds and hundreds of hours. (laughs) Well, listen, what I do want to say is that I know, I knew this to be true before this year, that two things can be true. Um, But 2020 has taught me, if it's taught me nothing else other than how to ration toilet paper, it's taught me that two things can be true. And I, I think that that to me is the joy of this fuck listen to me get woo woo that's the joy of this journey is that i can i can never know but you know misty i'm a firm believer in multiverses and somewhere out there is a misty who did not lose her dad or did not lose her dad at that age you believe in multiverses Oh, 100%. We are fucking living in a simulation. We are 100% living in a simulation. Um, and I love to, I just want to think about the Lisa who's in a, in a version of, of the universe, uh, where the, the federal government responded in a way that was appropriate to a global pandemic and what she's like, <laughs> what her life is like. But no, I just think that it's beautiful that you can see that you have that desire and mm. also you can see how it has, um, made you who you are. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I reject, I think it's, is it a capitalistic notion to be like it, one way is the way and say, you know, I love that you can see both angles of it. Thank you. Yeah. And I do. I mean, it was a fundamental, it, yeah. I'm a different person since that event, you know, yeah. that I am today. I think, I think most people who have experienced, you know, an enormous loss like that feel that way. So I don't know, but we're all doing our best. Who can know? Who can know? Who can know? And what we do know is that we're here now and we're all doing the best we can. And I want to take a second to validate anyone who's listening and say, you're doing it. Even if doing it is laying there naked in your bed with Cheetos and you haven't showered in five days, I say good for you. You're doing it. I want to take a second to validate my landlord, Zoe, who is currently pulling up the rug to get something underneath it. I don't know what, and is sort of <laughs> pawing at all of the cords underneath my printer. That's terrible. So, oh, it was a baby. Can you hear it? The squeak? Not an actual baby. <laughs> oh, she, she calls the little that. tiny, 
Do you hear that squeak? Oh, now she's throwing it around. Okay. She's throwing around a baby. Oh my God. She's tossing it up in the air. Okay. Okay. Someone's feeling very joyful for the fact that two things can be true. (laughs) Thank you so much. With that, everybody. Life is abundant. Life is abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.